This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Ernie Eves, the former Premier and Finance Minister in the province of Ontario. How are you doing, sir? Great, John. How are you? Likewise, thank you. John Turley Ewart, risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets. How's John doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you for coming in. And Peter Tabbins rounding out the panel, NDP MPP for Toronto Danforth and their energy and climate change critic. Mr. Tabbins, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, John. Good, Good. to see you. Good to see you all. Uh, and I appreciate you coming in. Especially you, Ernie, because i got to go directly to a question that a lot of people have been asking, because in your absence, I can't answer it, because, uh, well, I just, I wasn't there. You were a witness to history. Uh, I'm talking about Linda McQuaig. She's come out with a new book. You hear about this? (laughs) Birth of a Fiasco. That's what it's called. Uh, What is it? How the Highway 407 became a road with uh, a no-greed limit. So she's, I mean, this has been excerpted in the star. And it uh, surprise, talks, surprise. talks about uh, the biggest privatization in Canadian history and almost certainly the worst deal of the century. That's the sale of Highway 407. You remember that? I do remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I just I'm, I know this is about the 12th or 13th time we've addressed it, but as I'm reading that's it... That's just this year, the 12th. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, it's kind of now built into the firmament. Every time you come along, you've got to answer that, and then we get on to other matters and topics worthy of discussion. But uh, to the point that she made, it was like a $3.01 billion transaction, cost, I think, $1.8 billion to build, and uh, the deal went down in the late 90s when you were the finance minister and Mike was the uh, the premier. So uh, she says it was a bad deal. As she says, uh, certainly the worst deal of the century. What would you say uh, in response or to counter, because she questions why it was a 99-year lease instead of maybe a 30-year, uh, the fact that we have no control, the Ontario government has no control over the toll costs, uh, didn't have the foresight to see that this would be, you know, a swath running through central Ontario uh, and southern Ontario that, you know, connected communities and therefore it was so integral and blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. How do you respond, Ernie? If I I give you the floor now, you have two minutes. (laughs) Two minutes. (laughs) Well, first of all, um, I would dispute the number. Yes, the number in cash was about $3.1 billion, but then they also had to finish building the highway, which... I think brought the total up to somewhere around 4.7 or something. Um, you either believe in you know the private sector running some of these things, or you don't. The Ray government was actually going to sign the highway over for one dollar uh, to the private sector. At least we got 3.1 billion plus out of it. And uh, you know, it's not as if you have to use this highway. I mean, you could make the same argument about anything that the private sector does. A lot of people think that the private sector should be running liquor stores and beer stores, for example. Well, uh, are you going to limit the price of liquor in the stores? Is the government going to control the price of liquor for the next 99 years? It's not as if they're... I, I might have some sympathy if you didn't have alternative methods of getting from point A to point B. Uh, nobody has to use the toll highway. They can use 401. They can use other east-west quarters, they can use Highway 89, 88, Highway 9. Um, So it's it's really a matter of convenience. If you want to pay for using the 407, you pay for it. If you don't want to, you don't have to use the highway. Nobody's forcing you to use it. Well, I guess... And, and, you know, comparing... I've seen some stories recently about, you know, this group sold their interest in the highway for X number of dollars. 
Well, yeah, there were a lot of people that bought houses in Toronto in 1956 or whatever for X number of dollars, and now they're $25,000 houses worth uh, $5 million, or the lot is. Uh, so, therefore, they must be really stupid, the people that sold it in 1956 or 1996 or 2003 or whatever year you want to pick. You can always say that about anything in the private sector uh, where you have rising prices for everything, for every commodity including companies. Well, I know in the past, Peter Tavins, uh, I mean, you're married to the idea that everything, all assets should be retained in the public sector and you shouldn't privatize. I mean, you're talking about that with hydro. Uh, that's the one example that really stands out to me because, I mean, you're the NDP's energy critic. But, yep. I mean, do you agree with McQuaig, worst deal of the century? If it isn't the worst, it's certainly a contender. And I'm not, a, I'm I don't drive very often, but I know people who do drive in the 905 are furious at the cost of that road. People feel they're being gouged all the time. And frankly, having read the article, after 30 years of tolling and paying it off, then people would be able to drive on it <coughs> as on any other public road. I, when you look at the revenue that's generating now, we, we got hosed. Yeah, but, you know, to Ernie's point, <laughs> there are alternatives. Uh, and so, therefore, I mean, you know, you have a private road coexisting along with a lot of public roads, and so you have options. Yeah, but I think the reality is those options are increasingly clogged and slow. If you've been on the 401 anywhere near rush hour, it's an awfully slow move. If you had another highway in there that people could access, you'd be reallocating the traffic, so it would be moving faster. It's as simple as that. We are paying a fortune for a road that we put in place, and frankly, it was sold off without giving us the opportunity to take it back so that we could either make the revenue to reduce taxes or uh, eliminate the toll so people wouldn't have to spend a fortune to drive on it. It is a very expensive road. And it's not just lefties who say this. You talk to people in suburban Toronto, suburban GTA, they are furious at the cost of that road. All right. Well, that was one of the things, I guess, that McQuaig brought up, that uh, there's no control over the toll costs. But uh, where are you in all of this? Are you uh, the well, guy uh, down the middle, John? Uh, no, I'm kind, I'm kind of <laughs> chuckling, I'm chuckling at all of this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Miss McQuaid, who used to be a lefty pundit, I think has uh, tried her hand at being a historian and looking back, uh, you know, 20, 30-odd years to find a subject to write about. And uh, she must have pulled out her old files and thought, well, here's a good topic, right? Get myself back in the newspaper because it's been a little while since anyone heard my name. Mm. Uh, it's it's an absurd argument uh, to to come forward now. Uh, th there's no doubt that the 407 is is one of the most important uh, developments that occurred. Uh, you know, it, Bob Ray started it. Uh, it connects uh, east west. It's going all the way out to the 115.35. It's uh, bringing uh, no doubt uh, communities closer together uh, right across the province. Uh, because of it, and importantly, uh, have you looked at that road and how well-maintained and how safe that road is? I know, I use I it. I mean, the 407 is a model highway. You compare it to any public highway, uh, I would say, uh, in Ontario, Who would? what would you rather drive on? I think that, to me, makes a clear statement about the value that the 407 provides. It's a safe, clean highway to drive on. So in other words, if it had been retained publicly, it would just be another skank road. Well, just look well, look at the 401. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think I would use that terminology, but what's happening is at least you know the money that you're paying for the 407 is going into the road, right? Whereas the money that you're paying in your all your gas taxes, 
which go into general revenues for in Ottawa. Where's that going? It certainly isn't going to fix elements of, of the highway around the GTA. Do you see new highways getting built? No. All you see is, you know, these taxes going up and up and up. And and you wonder, you know, why why don't we have better, uh, you know, roads and services for transportation? That's yeah, a- on, that, on that point, the whole point of introducing gasoline tax in the first place, both at the federal and the provincial level, was that all that money was going to go back into building roads, bridges, highways in whatever jurisdiction you're talking about. They don't spend nearly as much money as they raise in gasoline tags on building highways, roads, and all this other stuff. I mean, so you can take this argument. Another subject she might want to look at is the Sky Dome. As I recall, that building was built for somewhere in the neighborhood of $650 million of the taxpayers' money, plus the cost of the hotel. I think it got close to a billion dollars. They ended up turning around selling it to a consortium for, I think, I think this was Floyd's deal, Floyd Logren for about $125 million. They, they in turn, lost their buns and turned around and sold it to Rogers for $25 million. So we've gone from almost a billion dollars of the taxpayers' money down to $25 million. Maybe Linda would like to look into that. You were complaining about that at the time, weren't you, Peter? I thought it was really <laughs> a, a very rich deal to put so much money into Skydome. But I'm going to go back to this because I get very com- few complaints about Skydome, but I hear a lot of complaints about the 407. <laughs> no, the how often reality. have you... People are getting hosed. You should be allowed to go into Skydome and watch the Jays for nothing. I mean, if, if it were a public <laughs> but, but, asset. But people are not being hosed. I mean, this is the they absurdity of this. They are being hosed, John. No, That's no, the reality. They have a choice. They have a choice. They do not have to use the 407. If you want to talk about getting hosed, you're getting hosed at the gas pump because the money you're paying that's supposed to fix our public roads is not being diverted there. I and would you say know that, that. There, there's an awful lot of money that flows into the 407 Corporation, flows out of Canada to the Spanish uh, consortium that still has control of it. We got beat. We got beat on this and talked to any driver in the GTA who's been on the 407. Sorry, not all drivers, John. I will exclude you because you've made your statement of support. Most drivers who've been on it feel like they're getting ripped off, and I think they're right. Well, I, I like using it because when the 407 or 401 is clogged and uh, elsewise, it gets me from point A to point B That's faster, right. and I'm willing to pay the premium, so I'm okay with it. But when she goes on to say that selling the 407, uh, the Harris government has denied Ontarians' decision-making power over some key questions about how we'll live together, such as how highways will fit into our plans to fight climate change. Boy, what? that's prescient. Back there, <laughs> what? I know, uh, because back in the day, everybody was buzzing about climate change. As I recall, when we left office, Chris Hodson, who was the minister at the time, had a smart plan for the province of Ontario. There was going to be a new highway built about where 89 and 88 are now, uh, east-west corridor, like an umbrella sort of road to duplicate or triplicate the 401, the 407, another road. There was There were green belts set up. You were never going to encroach in any of those things. How's that plan working? How did uh, how did McGinty and Wynn do with that plan? That uh, where's the new highway? I haven't seen it. What where are the green belts that are supposed to be protected that they keep on selling off? Whether they're in the moraine or the escarpment, they keep on making deals with developers to trade off pieces of property. Come to Caledonia sometime. They're building 650 new homes on a you know in, on a farm just south of Caledonia. Uh, strip mall where the uh, Foodland uh, grocery store is. So you can, you know, 
you want to talk about being ripped off, a lot of these things are political decisions. Obviously, I have a different opinion than, than Linda McQuaig does about this issue. But as John says, you don't have to use the highway. There is nobody forcing you to go on that highway and pay the toll. If you don't like the toll, stay off the highway. Well, that, Use other highways. Yeah, and when those highways are totally clogged up because we have planning that doesn't work in the GTA, people feel that they see this road that they can't afford to drive on, or if they drive on it, really take a hit, and feel that they are second-class citizens. But the road would never have been completed. Uh, if, if it hadn't been sold. Because remember what Ernie said, it wasn't $3 billion bucks; it was $3 billion plus to complete this. Right, well, and, and now it's gone out to one fifteen thirty-five, exactly. as yeah. you're saying, and that's because the consortium saw that there was a profit to be made, so that was Absolutely. the incentive. And and in fact, pay, as I understand it, that. that's been paid for by the public and told by the government of Ontario. There's been a big fight over the government of Ontario continuing the tolls on that publicly built road. I don't think the consortium built that. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.